Father, we thank you for recording the time when your one and only Son was sent here to take on flesh and to dwell among us. Father, if we had been there, it would have been such an amazing thing to behold. But we weren't there. And yet, Lord, we, by faith, believe the truth of your word. And we believe that Jesus came, that he lived, that he died and rose again, and that he lives today at your right hand, still working in our lives. Thank you for the change that Jesus brings to our life because he came. Father, remind us of that wonder as we look at the scriptures today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. little quiz, who said this? The quote is there on your study sheet. Strange, isn't it? Each man's life touches so many other lives. And when he isn't around, it leaves an awful hole. Who said that? Anybody know? It was Clarence the Angel. He said it to George Bailey in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Remember, if you watched it, uh, that Clarence brought George to these different places and allowed him to get a peek at what life would have been like, his world would have been like, if he had never come to this world, if he had never existed, uh, to kind of lift up George's spirits, okay, and... Uh, help him realize how significant he was and that he had a purpose in life. But it was Clarence the Angel uh, who said that to George. But here's a, here's a more important question. <clears throat> what if Jesus had not come? Never think about that? What if Jesus had not come? Well, first of all, we wouldn't have Christmas. So, um, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. This is a time to celebrate Jesus' coming, but if he didn't come, no Christmas. I was thinking probably if he didn't come, this wouldn't be 2022, right? Because uh, right now, time is kind of determined, the years, by before Christ, after Christ. So... This would be something, but probably not 2022. If Jesus hadn't come, I'm sure there would be a, a bigger black hole in this world than there is. And I'm also sure that many of our lives would be very different if Jesus had not come. Am I not right? Our lives would be very different. But because Jesus came, many of our lives have changed. We've experienced the wonder of the change that can be made in a life when Jesus is involved. Because that's why he came. Turn with me to Luke 
chapter 19, further over from the story of Christ's coming. Luke chapter 19. Jesus makes a statement in verse 10, giving a reason for his coming. He says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. He came to seek and to save the lost. Those who were lost in their sin. Those who were lost in the darkness of being mastered by their sin. Those who were lost without any real meaning to their life. Those who were lost without hope beyond the grave. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save those people, the lost. And so what we're going to do this morning, um, rather quickly, we could take a longer time, but I'm going to trust you to take your study sheets and look at these scriptures in total that I'll be making reference to. We're going to look at some of the lives that were changed because Jesus came. Just a few of them. Lives that were changed because Jesus came. And we start with 12 Jewish men. A group of Jewish men whose lives were changed because Jesus came. He sought them. He found them, right? He went to them. And they were quite a group. Jewish men, most of them from Galilee, up north in Galilee, not a very important place. People from there weren't seen as real important in the big city of Jerusalem down south. Some of them were fishermen. One was a tax collector. One was a zealot. They came from different trades, different places. But Jesus found them. And as you recall, he said to them, follow me, follow me, and I will make you something. That's a way of saying, and I will change you. So he found them and he changed those men. Uh, Take a look at uh, John chapter 6. At the very end of that chapter, after many people had heard Jesus' teaching and decided to walk away, not interested any longer, Jesus invites these men, this group of Jewish men, to leave if they want, and Peter speaks for them. And he says in verse 68 of John 6, Lord, to whom shall we go? That's a really good question, folks. To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe 
and to know that you are the Holy One of God. You are the one, Jesus. We've come to know and believe that. To, to whom else would we go? You have what we need. You have the words to eternal life. Jesus found this group of Jewish men. Their lives were changed as they came to believe in him. At first they were called disciples, men who followed him and learned from him. But eventually they were apostles, men sent forth to present the message of Jesus. And through those men, we know that God changed the lives of many people. And still is through those men and what they wrote down for us. Someone else that was changed because Jesus came was quite different from these Jewish men that we call the disciples. His name was Nicodemus. He had a conversation with Jesus. It's recorded in John 3. You're probably familiar with that. But in this conversation with Jesus, this important religious leader, this man who taught the Old Testament Scriptures, this man who was very knowledgeable, this man who was looked up to, this man who was very committed to his religion, was interested in what Jesus said. And one of the things Jesus said to him was, Nicodemus, you must be born again if you're going to enter the kingdom of God. You must be born again. And Nicodemus had a difficult time with that, understanding it. And Jesus made an interesting statement to him in verse 10 of John 3. He says to Nicodemus, you are Israel's teacher. And do you not understand these things? Is it possible that there are religious leaders who don't understand the things of God, the true things of God? Nicodemus, case in point. And that's, that's quite a, a question Jesus asked him. Nicodemus, you're a teacher? You're, you're a spiritual teacher? And you don't understand these important things as to how you really get into the kingdom of God? But Nicodemus listened. And I think, okay, I think he came to the place at some point where he believed. Because there were religious leaders who believed in Jesus. We're told in John 7 that there was a time when, when Nicodemus spoke up for Jesus before the other leaders. That was a pretty bold thing to do. Tells me something happened in Nicodemus' life. And then you may recall as we come to John 19, after Jesus has died on the cross... John 19:38 it says later Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus now Joseph was a disciple of Jesus but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders with Pilate's permission he came and took the body away he was accompanied by Nicodemus the man who earlier had visited Jesus at night Nicodemus brought some of the myrrh and and uh, perfumes 
to prepare the body. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus go public at this point. They really are going public. I think Nicodemus was found by Jesus. I think through that conversation with Jesus and what he heard and saw, at some point he believed and his life was changed. His life was changed. There are others. For instance, a a woman, a Samaritan woman. John 4 records Jesus' conversation with her. This woman living in, in Samaria would be a woman that the Jewish people up in Galilee and down in Judea would have nothing to do with because she was a Samaritan. But the sad thing is, her own people, the other Samaritans, would have nothing to do with her because she was an immoral woman. And she meets Jesus one day at a well. And you have to read John 4 to hear the conversation. But if you're familiar with that conversation... She apparently responds to what Jesus says to her, figures out who he is. And in John 4, toward the end, she goes into town and she tells people about this man, this Jesus, and says, I think he's the Messiah. Come and see. And the people of the town go in, go out to see Jesus. And verse 39 says this, John 4, Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with him. And he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more believed. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. All these people in the city wouldn't have come to Jesus without this woman having met Jesus. Something changed in her, gave her a boldness to go tell these people who wanted nothing to do with her because of her lifestyle about Jesus. And many believed because she told. She was a changed person. Just like a blind man that Jesus met, recorded in John chapter 9. Remember that story? They're in Jerusalem, and they come upon a man who's been blind all his life from birth. And Jesus chooses to heal him. Now, that's a change. That's a change. Blind your entire life, and now you see because Jesus found you. But he not only was changed in the fact that he now could see with his physical eyes, but by the end of this encounter with Jesus... And what followed, I think he began to see spiritually. And he came to believe. Because there in chapter 9, as you get toward the end of the chapter, Jesus is talking to this man that he had healed. And in verse 35, at the end of that verse, Jesus says to him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. And then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. This man's life was changed because Jesus came and found him. 
healed him, saved him. Another person that was changed by Jesus was a demon-possessed man. You can read about this in in Luke chapter 8. He was a Gerizim. He was possessed by demons. Those demons had such control over him, and you'll want to read the text, such control over him, that he spent all his time out in the cemetery without any clothes, just running around in chains because people had tried to uh, confine him, and he broke the chains by the power of those demons inside of him. And it says he was even cutting himself. Isn't that interesting? He was harming himself, cutting himself with stones. And Jesus comes along and finds him. I came to seek, right? And Jesus, by his power, casts out those demons. And the man is freed. Freed from the darkness that he was living in. And he believes in Jesus. He wants to go away with Jesus. And Jesus says, no, you stay here and you tell your people. And at the end of that chapter, Jesus leaves, but this man goes to his people, the people who had been afraid of him. And he tells them about Jesus because he was a changed man. And then we come back to Luke 19 where we started. Because that statement by Jesus where he says, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost, is a summation of an account. The account of another person who was found by Jesus, saved by Jesus, and changed. His name was Zacchaeus. And as you know, he was a wee little man. But he was a wealthy man. He was a tax collector. He was a person who who lived within a very unique category of sin, according to the Jewish people. When, when you read Scripture, and whenever there's mention of tax collectors, it says the sinners and the tax collectors. It's like the Jews hated the tax collectors so much that they gave tax collectors their own category of sin. Unfortunately, that happens today too, right? There's a tendency to put certain people in their own category of sin. There's the sinners and it's them. God help us not to get into that rut. But Zacchaeus was in that situation. People hated him so much. Tax collector. Wealthy because of it. But he hears that Jesus is coming. And uh, because he's a wee little man, he gets up in a tree so he could see Jesus. And Jesus finds him. He says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. We're going to talk. And Zacchaeus comes to believe. And Jesus says in verse 9, Today salvation has come to this house, Zacchaeus' house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Zacchaeus was lost. He was wealthy, but he was lost. I came to seek him. I came to save him. 
and it happened. And if you read the passage, Zacchaeus changes. He's going to give money back to people he cheated. That really shows change, doesn't it? But Jesus found him, saved him, and he changed. And we could go on and on in the Gospels and find uh, many people who were changed because Jesus came. One more Bible figure that we have to add to this list, and that would be Paul. The Apostle Paul, he was called Saul at the time when he met Jesus. He was a persecutor of Christians. He saw that Christians were killed or imprisoned. He was on his way to continue that persecution when Jesus found him. He sought him. Acts 9 describes that. And Saul was changed. Uh, One place where we can read about that is in Acts 26, uh, a later time when Paul was giving his testimony. And he talks about his past, and he talks about meeting Jesus. And then he comes to uh, verse 15, and he explains it this way. This is how he describes what happened. Acts 26, 15. Then I asked, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. The Lord replied, Now get up, stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and will see of me. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place. I love that. And a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Jesus says, you're going to go out and you're going to give the message about what has just happened to you. Your eyes have been opened and you have turned from darkness to light. You have turned from the power of Satan to God. You have received forgiveness of sin and you have received a place among the very people you've been persecuting. And Paul's life was changed. He talks about that in some of his letters. I'm the worst of sinners, and by the mercy of God, I was saved. His life was changed because Jesus came. And Jesus sought him, found him on the road to Damascus. And he came to believe in Jesus, was changed, and began to tell people about Jesus. All these folks that I've given to you as examples have something in common. They were all lost. They all were sought by Jesus. They weren't seeking him. He found them. They were all saved by Jesus' mercy and grace. And they were all changed because Jesus came. And there's one other thing those people had in common. It's after they were changed, they went out and told people. They were lost, but Jesus found them. He saved them, changed them, 
And they couldn't help it. They went out and told people about it. Another group of people that I want to finish with whose lives were changed because Jesus came. And that's you and me. That's many of us here this morning. You know, if a book were written and each of these people we've talked about today were given a chapter where their story of how Jesus found them and and saved them and changed them uh, were written, and uh, if it was just um, seven chapters with people from the Bible and then the rest of the chapters was a chapter on each one of us here who are followers of Christ. Think about what that chapter would say, how it would describe your experience when Jesus found you. And when you believed in Jesus and he saved you and changed your life, and hopefully your chapter would include, and this is how I went out and told people, and I'm still telling people about Jesus. I wonder what your chapter would look like. Even if, like me, Jesus found you and saved you and changed you as a child. We talked about this a few weeks ago. And uh, I was so blessed to hear from some, some people of how that just moved them as we talked about trying to picture what your life would be like today without Jesus. If he hadn't saved you as a child, you know. And when I think of coming to Christ as an 11-year-old, I mean, he found me as an 11-year-old at a, at a tent meeting. And I heard the gospel and I responded. He saved me. And you know what? He didn't change me from what I was the first ten years of my life. There wasn't a whole lot there to change. But he changed my future. He changed my future of what my future could be if I hadn't come to Christ. And so we who came to Christ as... Children, we should never be ashamed that we don't have that great story about our past, that God, by His grace and mercy, saved us and forgave us and changed us. It's just as powerful a story to tell of His mercy when He found us as an 11-year-old and changed our future from what it could have been without Him. You see, that's why he came, to seek and to save the lost, to change lives. If, if you've ever been in my office, you probably have seen this. Uh, you can't read it from where you are, but it's, it's a brick. You can tell that. Um, but it says, change lives. And I have that in my office as a visible reminder to me that that's what it's all about. That's what ministry is about. That's why the church is here in this world. It's about changed lives. And it's Jesus who changes lives. 
and it wouldn't happen if he hadn't came. So, if you are a person who could have a chapter in this book, you could be added to this list. What do you do now? Well, I hope you're really celebrating at this time of year and really thankful that he came. This is something to celebrate. Because he came, you're a changed person. And if you don't know Jesus, you can be a changed person. Maybe he's seeking you right now, this morning on Christmas Day. Maybe his plan is that you are a Christmas miracle. By his grace and mercy, he's going to bring salvation to your life. And if he's seeking you, I hope that you respond, even in the next five or ten minutes. Because he came to seek you. He came to save you and change your life. It's an amazing thing. And it can be your Christian, your Christmas miracle this morning. Strange, isn't it? Jesus Christ has touched so many lives. And if he had not come, it would have left an awful dark hole. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you loved us. You loved the world so much. You sent your one and only Son. who was the true light, the giver of life. And in that life is light, freedom from darkness, freedom from hopelessness, freedom from the control of sin. Thank you, Father. We who follow Jesus, thank you. Thank you that he sought us. He found us reached out to us. By His grace saved us as we believed and repented of our sin. Thank You that He has been changing our lives. We are so grateful. May we, because of that gratitude, turn around and share with others that You are seeking them as well. Father, I pray that in the remainder of this service, you might continue to seek those who don't know you here. And maybe you will work a Christmas miracle in someone's life before we leave this place. Amen.
Jesus came for us. He said, I came to seek and to save the lost. What's the response to that truth? What's the response to being reminded of how he changed so many lives, including maybe yours, mine, or can change your life if you don't know him? Well, the response is, Let's offer ourselves to him. Um, those of us who have been saved by his grace and mercy, whose lives he's changed, our response should be like these people we talked about. We offer ourselves in service. You know, Lord, you've done so much for me. You've changed me. Use me. I offer myself. Maybe you need to do that this morning. And if you don't know Christ, you haven't experienced his salvation and the change that he can bring to your life. You need to offer yourselves. You need to offer yourself in surrender. Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me. I believe in you. Take my life. Save me. Change me. I offer myself to you. We're going to close with one song that talks about 
offering ourselves to Jesus. And so I encourage you to stand. And if you need to stop singing at any point and offer yourself to him, surrender to him, do so. Let's see these next moments as a time of offering of ourselves to the one who came to seek and to save the lost.